0: that's the child you birthed and yeah. you know if he has to wear a helmet until he's 27 years old that's okay that's what that's, you gotta do
1: yeah it, it, you like like frank was saying you find a way you figure it out you make it work and yeah helmet face guard um i don't know leash whatever he needs we mouthpiece. will mouthpiece. mouthpiece the whole thing um but look i'm
0: don hall and i'm david himmel And this is the Literate Apecast.
1: Don and David get a little saucy, so be forewarned. Your sensitivity is not their problem. The Literate Apecast is for people who can handle both their liquor and their
2: gag reflex.
0: You're leaving Chicago?
2: Yeah, I know, right? How could you leave Chicago? It's um you know it's it's one of those things it was uh, it's not an easy decision but um no really it was it was a really easy decision i've done uh, <laughs> 12 and a half brutal winters well 12 and a half 12 and a half years 12 brutal winters in in Chicago it was time for a change Was that really the catalyst for you was was the winters No really? <laughs> okay. It was but- it, it it certainly didn't hurt let's let's say it was it was probably the thing that put me over the top.
1: Okay. okay. Know, it
2: was, there was, I, I've been looking at this move to LA since 2017. Um, and, you know, it was just kind of picking the right time to do it. And, and just, you know, well, I mean, it was just timing being right. And a, a lot of things got in the way. And um, I was going to move to LA last year. Uh, what happened last year?
1: What got in the way last year? Oh, uh, <sighs> There was,
2: um, there was um some sort of uh global
1: pandemic oh, the the yeah. yeah yeah
2: the yeah um i was i was uh, i was yeah exactly i was, at, I was uh Sounds i was waiting like. to get to the two-year mark of my job which would have been in april of 2020 but we shut mm. down in march of 2020
1: so you were so- waiting to quit Like on your second anniversary thanks for the memories
2: i'm out of here yeah today is my second anniversary i'm out of here yeah yeah that's exactly how i was planning to do it
0: so the topic i would like to say is and, and david suggested this topic the topic today is you're in a in a and you told me this afternoon that you actually didn't have an la job until you actually started driving away from chicago you didn't actually get the job you have in L.A. until you were in the fucking car leaving Chicago. I, yeah, I was two and a half years ago, way. Dana and I just we just said, fuck it. We don't have jobs. We don't have any means of income. We don't know what the fuck we're going to do. But God damn it. We're moving to Las Vegas. Well, the three of us are idiots. And then David, I, I did the same David, thing. <laughs> David did that before. But right now, I would say the starting over is David just doubled down. I mean, not only does he have a wife. Not only does he have a fucking kid, but he just bought a $500,000 house in Old Irving Park, which is wow. another sort of like, all right, I'm throwing the fuck all in in this whack-ass decision. So David's yep. starting over is now he has a home and there's no leaving. There's no leaving. Chicago. He is I'm, settled in and I've settled been there in. and you are going to L.A. and yep. I live uh, in the fucking desert. And so let's, Talk about what it takes to actually, you know, because we're, I mean, how old are you, Frank?
2: I'm 48.
0: So, you're 48, and you're, David, 42, 42. 42 42. and I'm 55. So, it's kind of like, here's an older millennial, here's an older millennial, and here is uh, an early Gen X. When when were you born? Hold on.
2: When were you born? 73. I'm no millennial. How dare you? Oh, okay. So, you're not, all right. So, then it is...
0: Here is an edge case millennial, uh, a, a no. younger Gen X, and a full on like I, I'm I'm right on the cusp. I, I was like just as the boomers ended, I was born, so I'm Gen X, but like <laughs> original model Gen X. No, you're we millennial. we talked about this. I am in you're the millennial. back end
1: of Gen. No, I'm not. You were born in we 1980. Talk about this. You were born in 1980. I was not. When, <laughs> when, was when not. We were born? 1979. Right. 1979.
0: You're the same age as my wife. So you 79.
1: Then you're definitely a millennial. That No. You act Gen like X, one. You <laughs> act like one. And I take offense to that. I know you
0: do. That's why I, say I thought it.
1: this was a safe place. I am extremely offended and triggered right now. And I'm not okay wow. with this. I am not a millennial. I'm living my truth as a Gen Xer. Okay. And if you have a problem with that, if you have a problem with my truth. Then you can go F yourself. You know what, why don't you go to the mobile how's that and that, was good that, story. Uh, no, that yeah, was good. that right? was really good. Yeah. Anyway, we
0: have we have we're not generational, but we're in a similar generation, but three different ages. We could be like, What three does brothers. it take to fucking throw it all in and say, All right, I'm making this decision, I'm starting from scratch, where I'm making a major life decision that is going to change everything. what do you gotta do? What what what's the mindset? What do you do? What what
1: I, Okay, I'll take it. Um, yeah, you take it. You take it. Millennial. It's, it, it's pussy.
2: He identifies as a millennial. I because, mean, as a Gen Xer.
0: Well, Yeah, well, I identify as a fucking houseplant.
1: So fucking what?
2: <laughs> okay.
1: It's, it's pussy. When I left Las Vegas, the catalyst for me leaving Las Vegas, because I'd always wanted to come back to Chicago, the big city, and really make it the big city and be the next Mike Royko and all this other... Stuff Your family
0: never, was in Chicago too,
1: and I yeah, I had family in Chicago. Yeah, and' that so I it's not to back like you
0: really were just jumping off a cliff. It's not. Yeah, like, it was like,
1: let's go. You, you're yeah, the
0: outlier but... in that Frank and I have leapt off cliffs without yes, knowing have... that there was going to be any yeah. kind of safe landing, and and you had a a, a mag, a, you know, a furrier and diamond magnate to land on.
1: Why diamonds? Why are you making me younger, and then giving me more money than I? actually have. Like there's not that much generational wealth. I've blown it all on summer camp and facelifts. So what? Um, But no, it was. And then I, I moved. It was ultimately like it was 10 years in Las Vegas. And I was like, all right, well, if I'm going to go now, I might as well go now because I was dating a girl who I knew from Las Vegas. She was living in Chicago at the time and we were going to make a go of it. And uh, I figured everything's going great in Las Vegas. I have a great job. It's I'm I'm moving up. I'm making decent money. Bit by bit, I'm I'm uh, becoming a, a really great writer. I was freelancing for a lot of magazines and newspapers. I was hosting my own open mic show. I was doing stand up. Like things were great. I had my own house. Everything was wonderful. And I went, yeah, fuck this. Everything's good. No, nah, nah, nah. I can't live with that. Let's let's just go to Chicago without a job to be with this girl for the rest of my life and then everything went to shit
0: well Frank, so i that, hope that doesn't happen is, to you Fred, i didn't have a similar move, situation i didn't move to chicago which you know the story and you, i think you both know the story was like i graduated college went and lived with my mom for three months and said "Fuck this got in yeah. my car got in my truck at the time and loaded it all up and just started driving north to see where i wanted to live got to st louis for a couple of days and said "Fuck this Got to Chicago, and went. Oh, I like this, and then lived in my truck for four months until I had enough money from teaching that I could actually get an apartment. And uh, so, I mean, I had nothing. And then I married Dana. I mean, you know, thirty years in Chicago with yeah, I was gonna wives. say it wasn't.
1: And then it was yeah,
0: two wives, <laughs> uh, Alice, Kim, and all the nonsense and all the shit. And then Dana. And then we just decided, all right, we're gonna go to Vegas. And it was another one of those. I mean, effectively, we could have lived in our car you know we we had better planning than that but
2: not a whole lot better planning and frank you may be going for pussy well i mean <laughs> there is that aspect of it but it was uh, this decision was made before that um that was an option or before that was on the table so um, you heard about
0: this david right
2: the
1: the girl
0: frank's got a girl in la
2: oh i know about the it. girl i've i've
0: talked yeah. to the girl Oh, see, nice I, girl. see, I just found out about her today. So, yeah. but uh, let me, I'm going sh- to share this. I told Frank this story at lunch today where you being 42, you being 48, me being 55, I did feel like I was like 75. Like I was losing my mind. Like I'd gone to dementia oh. because Frank actually visited me Monday. Um, even care. though he just got to Vegas today, um, he, he visited oh. me Monday. Now here's the thing. What? So Monday I know, Going back and forth with Frank, he's coming through Vegas, all this kind of stuff, and he says I'm going to be there Monday or Tuesday, and so I actually didn't have Frank's number in my phone. We communicate through Messenger and you know that kind of stuff. So I was like, all right. So Monday morning, I get a text from a seven seven three number, Chicago number. Yeah. And it's like, hey, dude, I'm you know I'm in Vegas um, and got to check into the Paris this afternoon. I can't check in, so I'm at the convention at the las vegas convention center um you want to meet and have coffee and i assume it's frank i mean i don't know why he's moving to la so maybe he got a job where you'd go to a convention how the fuck do i know <laughs> you know so I, but but it's a seven three so i just assume let's put it this way i assumed it was frank so aggressively that i imported his name i said oh okay so this is frank Leiden on this number i changed uh-huh. i you know i edited it and made it a contact on my phone so I, I, you know, I do my thing, I take a shower, I get dressed, I, I head over to the Las Vegas Convention Center. And I, I walk out and I text Frank. And I say, hey, dude, um, I'm out in the courtyard, I'm smoking a pipe, I'm, I'm not wearing khakis, ha ha ha. He says, I'm on my way, I'll meet. And so I'm standing there. And now, I've seen Frank on Facebook, but I haven't seen Frank in person in two and a half years. In fact, the night that you two took the That's drinking, right, yeah. asshole... Um, and put me to bed, and I don't remember it at all. But there are pictures. And There's many. So this there is are the are last pictures. time I've seen Frank. So I, and all of a sudden, here comes Frank, and you know, he's bald on top, but he's wearing a mask, so I can't quite see his face. But he's fucking fatter than shit. I mean, he's like sixty pounds, <laughs> like sixty fucking pounds heavier than I remember Frank being. And I went, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Did he just gain, like, 60 pounds in two years? Pandemic
1: weight, man. It was a rough pandemic.
0: You know, but I'm like, (laughs) okay. And then he comes up, and I go, hey, and we hug, and we're talking. And it's like, "Eh, it's been a long time. Oh, my God. And so I look at him as we're walking to go get coffee. I said, so why are you moving to L.A.? He says, I'm not moving to L.A. I live in Texas with my family. And I suddenly hits me. This isn't Frank. Oh, my (laughs) God. And then it hits me. I don't have a foggy fucking idea who this person is. I do not know who th- he obviously knows me, but I have no fucking idea who this guy is. Are you kidding me? And no. And I, and I started going, and I did. I, I, there was a moment where I'm like, am I dizzy? Am I smelling, you know, like,
1: what Toast do you smell? And, yeah. yeah, that kind
0: of shit. Am I losing my fucking mind? Because this guy obviously knows me. It's obviously not Frank, but I don't know who the fuck the guy is. So we're walking to the Starbucks, and and I don't want to go. I don't want to be a dick. I don't want to go, dude. Who the fuck are you? I don't want to be that guy, you know. And it's like, so I'm trying to figure it out because it's he obviously knows me, he asks me about my tattoos. We start talking about the convention, why he's at the mining convention. So he's explaining this, and while he's explaining this, I'm really not listening because all I'm doing is trying to figure out who the fuck he is, and then I. <laughs> Look at his name tag, and I see his name, and I still don't know who the fuck he is. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So we're ordering coffee, and we're laughing, and we're talking like we're catching up. And then it hits me. I remember his name, and I go, oh, this is a guy that in 1995 was one of my comedy sports students. He took improv classes from me 25 fucking years ago, my 30 God. years ago. And I'm like, oh, this is who this guy is. And then when we finally sit down and takes his mask off to drink his coffee, I, I was like, oh, there he is. Okay, now okay, okay, now I know who I am. But there for like 10 minutes, I, I, I fully thought I'd lost my fucking mind. It was the weirdest thing I'd ever, I was like, I don't even know how to react to this. Was the I,
1: last time you saw this person 30 years ago, how did he have your number? I didn't even ask. I think that's a pretty important question. You know, my
0: number's on my fucking website. It's on Literate Apes website. It's on my yeah, Facebook. It's like if you if you're looking for my fucking no phone number, I put it's on LinkedIn. I mean, if you know yeah. me or know of me, it's pretty easy to find my fucking number. But I was just like, this is this is crazy, and so yeah.
2: And he was so it the, was a good
0: conversation. The coffee was good, and the conversation was good. It was nice to catch up with the guy. And uh, unless he unless he listens to the Apecast, he's not going to know I didn't know who the fuck he mm-hmm. was.
2: Sure he does. One of the millions. Yeah.
1: So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So the point of that story, though, is that it wasn't Frank.
0: It wasn't Frank.
1: But you did see Frank today. I did see, was, actually, planned, we, we, have, was... we, had,
0: we had a, a brunchy thing yeah and uh great. and he told me he told me a little bit about his girl and about his job that he got on the road and i thought you of, had the
2: job before you left like there was no not officially uh not before not before i i'm trying to i got my i got the offer first i don't remember if that was right before i left chicago or right after i think it was right after yeah and then i then i took okay. then i negotiated the offer and so it's taken me a couple weeks. I signed the official offer yesterday.
0: Yeah. Okay. He's gotcha. in fucking Vegas. He's, he's 400 yeah. miles away. No, he's from the here. Job, yeah. 200 he's, miles yeah. away from the job. That's what he signs the fucking, yeah, I'll move there.
1: So, but yeah. this wasn't, I'm on guy. my way. I mean, to, to
0: Don's, <laughs> See you
2: tomorrow.
1: to Don's point, like earlier, when I moved back to Chicago, I was coming home. I was coming home. I mean, it was, I was coming. There was family. There was friends. I, Yes, there were some friends that I had existing from you know years before. But I was also leaving family and friends in Las Vegas. It was a weird it was it was it was, it was hard. It was hard for yeah. me. You were leaving college, dude. No, I wasn't leaving college. I had been out of college for five and a half years at that point. All right, like okay. Had, all right, all
0: right. I got a room.
1: I mean, I had a house. I, I I bought a house, I had friends, I had Did friends. you buy the house? I mean, my name is on the Yeah. Yeah. Did Uh, you buy the house? Of course not. I borrowed money from the family. We've talked about this, (laughs) (laughs) but my name is the only name on that, that deed. So, or whatever the hell it is. Uh, (coughs) Yeah. Deed. I don't know. Um, Anyway. So like, is it, was it hard for you to leave Chicago and go into the abyss of the unknown, the fray of the unknown that is LA? You're in
0: the midst of the trip right now. So, I mean, yeah. Was it was it difficult? Because basically you pack all your shit up, you say goodbye to your friends in Montrose Beach, and you fucking hop. You just get in a, a car and you just drive. So what are what are your feelings? What, are, what does it feel bittersweet? Are you thinking you're going to regret the decision? Are you really really anticipating how awesome it's going to be in Los
2: Angeles? What what's what's the feeling? There's um, it's mostly excitement. Well, first of all, this is the, this is my fourth cross country move. So this is, this is my first rodeo. Um, so it's not, I'm not that nervous about it. Taking a risk like, like I did with not having the job um, wasn't so scary for me because I've done, you know, I, I figured it out. I know I'm going to figure it out. Whatever, wherever I land, I'm going to figure it out. I had a backup plan, but to answer your, what was your question, backup plan? The backup plan was if I needed to stop in Denver, which is where I'm from, mm. um, for for a month or two, and, and lay up. You know, yeah, kind of okay. g- t- until until I did find a job or or just to earn some money, or to figure out what my you know what my hustle would be once I got to L.A. I, I, I would you know I'd figure that out. Um, mm. I I had to leave Chicago because my lease was up. They wouldn't let me <laughs> extend. They wouldn't let me extend. I had to sign for what, that a,
1: what a crock of shit it's well the lease is up i guess i have to leave town Yeah. oh wow well,
2: you know never gonna get another well, one of these
0: again i wasn't what do you mean the... <laughs> what do you mean i have to pay my bill at this diner well i guess
2: i have <laughs> yes, to well, leave well, chicago I'm out. now i'm out. Eat my and burger I
1: sh- and i have paid the check Time sure, to go. sure can't I, stay in the state either i better no or even this side of the mississippi i i gotta go
2: yeah Le- Leaving Chicago was a foregone conclusion. So what I mean is that I wasn't going to renew my lease for another year just to, you know, and and go. I didn't want to do another winter in Chicago. I didn't want to stay at my job. I wanted to move. So had I had the option to extend my lease a month or two, I might have done that to make sure that I was like, okay, I got the job now. But I didn't have that option. So I was like fuck it. I'm leaving. Yeah. And if I don't get the job, I'll figure something else out. I was pretty confident I would get the job, but, um, you know, there are no guarantees in life as, as you know, that is true. Uh, but I'm really excited about going, it was hard to leave, you know, um, it was, it was hard in that there are people in Chicago that I'm going to miss, you know, like
0: Like, like Lauren Huffman.
2: Yeah. Yeah. She and I, she and I really, uh, we really hit it off um god oh god oh i'm cringing so so <laughs> deep inside
1: <laughs> oh <sighs>
0: that was a good one i had to get that in there somewhere i had to get it in there somewhere red
1: i had forgotten all about that moment me too of almost <laughs> a lot something that was yeah i,
0: I like to bring up the I, bad memories that's <laughs> what i do oh. i i bring them up I, I twist the knife in yeah oh man, man.
2: It's for oh. the best. Thanks for having me on, guys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I miss Hoffman. I wonder, what she, I wonder what she's up to. I haven't seen her in a while.
0: I still see her on LinkedIn and stuff, and every once in a while she says something shitty about Frank. But uh, right, yeah, I yeah, really, no. I really, I really did a number on her. Clearly, yeah, apparently yeah. so,
1: apparently yeah. so,
0: yeah. But uh, <laughs> so, all right, so David, in terms of like, all right, I'm leaping into something. Um, I. I really don't know it. Cause that's really what we're talking about is like, and I like yeah. sort of uh, sort of it's devil make hair as a, it's like, you know, I'll figure it out. Just, I've done this before. I've moved cross country. Maybe I don't have, a I think job. it's I'll, less I'll devil, devil make job. hair I'm not that worried. I'm not that worried about this thing. I'm optimistic that whatever happens, I'll be able to handle. I know that that is exactly how Dana and I came to Vegas and how I came to Chicago. So we like, well, I have to make it happen because what the fuck else am I going to do? I mean, what was it? What were Dana and I going to move to Vegas and then just starve to death under a fucking cactus? No, right. of course not. You know, we're going to figure out what we're going to do. We're going to find a way to make money. We're going to find a place to live that we like. And uh, and that's what we're going to do. And now, in again, for you, David, you know, you had a kid, which is its own uncanny valley to, to leap into and now you bought a house that your wife is basically, as Terry has said, is, is breaking,
2: <laughs> but yeah. she's
0: really just painting it and that kind of stuff, making it nicer. So what, what anxiety did you have to deal with in taking a, ma- a major leap? Cause effectively you are now on the hook Now, granted you always have your family to kind of just write you a check, but you are on the hook. I know I love Jesus. giving shit about that. You are on the hook for half a million dollars in mortgage so
1: yeah i'm not that's that so that, I mean, that's that's a mind. big leap that's a
0: that's a well no, but that's a big leap i mean it's what if it's katie not. gets tired of you and takes the kid and leaves what the fuck are you gonna do that well
1: okay so okay fine so that happens because here's here's where the the rub is is before and like frank can do and even i guess i don't know if you can do it as it's different with a kid, but Frank can flee. Frank is free. He has nobody that is. He's not legally bound to anybody. He's not uh, genetically responsible for. Well, that
0: he knows another of.
1: life, right? That he knows right. of. Um, he did work at the good. I, I a lot of fucking in the back room. Owning so the funny. house doesn't bother me one bit. Like, who cares? You know, I've I owned a house in Las Vegas. It it's a place you can always sell it. You can always move. But I, what I can't do is I can't just go, because even if I blow off my mom and dad and my brothers and my wife, I still have that that kid. Well, you can. My my father did. Yeah, but I'm I'm not that horrible. And yes. I Harry's more likable than you are. Is really what it is. Well, like Harry much more. There likable is no question that Harry is. Than a you could have ever been.
0: Yeah, a lot more personality. I mean, he's mentally retarded, which actually makes you feel sorry for him a little well, bit.
1: Well, he's he's three.
0: Well, no, he's I mentally mean, retarded. I've heard him talk. It's blah, blah, blah. It's, it <laughs> makes no sense. It's just nonsense. And that's okay. I mean, I, I understand that that makes you uncomfortable. And I'm sure it makes
1: Katie. Yeah, it is what it is. I just want to do what's You just got to deal him. with We're, it. You just got to yeah.
0: deal with it. You know, that's the child you birthed. And, yeah. you know, if he has to wear a helmet until he's 27 years old, that's okay. That's what that's, you got to do.
1: Yeah, it, it you, like like Frank was saying you find a way you figure it out you make it work and yeah helmet face guard um i don't know leash whatever he needs we mouthpiece. will mouthpiece mouthpiece the whole thing um but yeah but buying the house i mean my my moment of of panic and like oh shit this is a big leap i'm taking came when in 2013 when Katie and i had been dating like 6 7 months and she suggested we move in together that's where my panic came, because I knew that if I said yes, that was going to mean <laughs> marriage and eventually a house and kids and all that other shit. <coughs> so, y- Laugh it up, fuckers. That's fine. <laughs> you asked me a question. You want my answer. There. I just know. like the subtleness of that moment was as uh-huh. you're starting to you're mouth
0: guard and then you started to your thing and then just butt blood.
1: What's wrong with that? You
0: know, he's three. That's what's wrong with it. Katie
1: actually did have to tell him this morning, stop trying to put things in your butt.
0: Really? Yeah. Uncle Frank has got a bead, man. He gets
1: it. Well, Frank has spent a lot of time with Harry. Frank knows. Oh, no, no, no. That's, no, okay. Not in the weird way, you weirdo. (laughs) I'm just saying, like, Frank has hung out. Like, Harry knows about Frank. Harry loves Frank. Harry, when I told Harry that Frank was leaving, he goes, is he going to take his tools
0: and his butt plug? That's what yeah. you're talking about. That's what Frank, like. Frank, this, Frank. Can he leave the butt plug, man? This new girl in L.A. better not listen to this podcast or you're done, man. I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> just, you're just over. You I gave a know.
0: three-year-old a butt plug and he
1: wants to know where it is.
0: Ah, this is bad. It's all bad. Well, he didn't give the
1: three-year-old a butt plug. He just kind of like left it around. Right. Has he found it you know. yet? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he found uh, it. He found it in Katie's special drawer. Oh. Um, why L.A.? Yeah, why L.A.?
0: That's actually a very versus good question. New York. I know Because I know why I moved to Vegas. And David obviously knows why he he picked up and met. You know, came back to Chicago. So why are you going yeah. to L.A.?
2: Well, um, L.A. So when I moved to Chicago in two thousand nine, um, it was basically a toss-up between L.A., and New York, and, and Chicago. Chicago's where I got the job um, and Chicago was kind of number one on my list because at the time I was big into improv and like Chicago was mecca. And that's where I wanted to go and train and, and perform and get really good at improv. Um, so, but mostly it was because that's where I got the job. Um, mm-hmm. LA has a lot of reasons without, for LA. Um, I have a lot of friends in LA, uh, some people from Chicago uh the my 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 friend circle in in Chicago had had diminished quite a bit um what do you suppose? I can tell me. you yeah'm yeah,
1: I'm, yeah why tell, do you suppose? T- tell us It's your personality. Oh well it's really simple. you're okay. unlikable mm-hmm. very few redeeming qualities. You leave your butt plugs all over the house. See, actually, David, you're talking about me. That's why I left. <laughs> Frank's a very
0: likable guy.
1: Right. <laughs> Sorry. Yep. Yeah. I, yeah. No, you I understand. left because all everybody you...
0: hated my guts because I'm a piece of shit and I'm an asshole. He's all you, actually all a really nice, X... guy.
1: All you Gen X white men look the same to me. Yeah, so it's I, true. It's I, I true. get it's, me confused. It's Sorry. The apparently they do to me the hair
0: as yeah. well because I just see Frank everywhere. So yeah. yeah.
2: yeah right. <laughs> any bald guy just with a mask could be any bald guy well that's gotta be be, yeah
0: especially if they come up and hug me and they have a chicago phone number so yeah i mean that That makes
1: sense that is funny that is confusing yeah
0: (laughs) so yeah so why la um
2: oh no why no we already
0: got that why why do you think your friend base had shrunk down You, you that's an interesting that's an interesting comment um
2: people a lot of the people a Lot of people moved away, uh, you know. I mean, most of my friends in Chicago were in the comedy scene or actors, and many moved on to LA or New York to pursue uh rejection, their yeah, <laughs> pursue rejection professionally, their,
0: their career as a barista, <laughs>
2: right? Yeah. Um, and
1: all three actors and <laughs> theater guys here that also haven't. Right, quite, quite made the cut. See, that's the thing I never wanted to make.
2: Yeah,
0: you and I have had that conversation. The cut was never my thing. I just would. Well, I just, I wanted Kelly Leonard. I
1: I wanted Kelly Leonard to know my name, and I don't know that Kelly Leonard knows my name. So, Kelly Leonard knows my name. Yeah, I quit on him. Yeah, I don't know if Sharna knows who I am.
0: Sharna forgot my name, (laughs) and then kept kept calling me by the wrong name when I was coaching Baby Once Candy. Until I, she would come up to me and she would say. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, um, it's, um, and she fucking knew I was coaching her premier team and she yeah. knew me. And so finally I just started saying, Brad. And she'd okay. look at me like, and she knew that was a lie. But then she had to call me Brad for the rest of the night. Next time That's I'd see she'd do the, oh, you're Yeah, Sean. And you could see it on her face that she knew I was fucking with her. And eventually, <laughs> she, eventually she got my name right. So that was good.
1: That, was you know, I, that actually reminded me that Frank did work at IO in the new mm-hmm. building. He was, you were the the facilities ma- so know, manager, yeah. yeah. And it just, it was lines just lines in Wrigleyville? I
2: just mean, huh? was this in Wrigleyville? No, in Lincoln Park. The the this is the Lincoln Park, okay. All right, yeah.
1: next to the strip club. Um, but I'm not thinking back, Frank, correct me if I'm wrong, but it feels like, like that job burned you out, I think, for a, th- a few different reasons. And I just remember you being exhausted with the job and just at the end of it just just kind of ex- exhausted across the board yeah it was th- that was probably around 2017 when the move kicked in
2: it was right yeah that was a big part of it so well two things two things were kind of the catalyst um in 2015 I was going to go to school in Italy and that Dude. was what to the, the uh, industrial design. There's an industrial design program at this school oh, cool. in, right. in Florence I that. that I wanted to do. And I was very serious about it. I was accepted to the school. Um, I'd put down money to, to hold my place. And then uh, I found out after the entire process was that I'd gone through the entire process to get into the schools. I, I couldn't use uh, school loans in the U.S. for this Italian school, which <laughs> I hadn't learned before. <laughs> You know, I looking back on it now, I feel like I probably should have known that pretty quickly. But it kind of makes I, me
0: more concerned about your uh, Los Angeles trip. Yeah? Because uh, if you make that kind of mistake going to Italy, what what did you miss on
2: this trip? I guess we're going to find out. Yes, we are. Um, I have a lot more stability, at least here. i I'm have only a job four hours away, me. and
0: I have a Prius, and we're fine. So okay. if, you, if you get caught in there and you need a ride, I'm, I'm you know
2: i are not you know. going to stay
0: at my house, but you can stay in my car. <laughs>
2: okay. Yeah, yeah. Good yeah. to know. Yeah. Um, so after the Italy trip fell through, uh, I was kind of like, I did, I still didn't want to give up on the idea of going to school. Um, I wanted still, I was ready to get out of Chicago then. Um, so yeah, you're right, David. When uh, they when they eliminated my job at IO. That's, that's how I ended up losing my job. They just like, well, we can't really afford this anymore. It was a blessing in disguise. (laughs) It was about right. It It really was. Yeah. So, but I had a girlfriend at the, did I have a girlfriend at the time? (laughs) Oh, no, we were broken up. Uh, No, I didn't have a girlfriend at the time, Uh, but I, I left. Um, This was in between my parents dying too. So a lot Hmm. of things happened. My dad died. Then I lost my job. Then my mom died. So my, you know, um, so, yeah, I was ready to go. When the job at I.O. ran out, it was kind of like, well, what's, you know, what's keeping me here? And the only reason I didn't leave then was because I got the job at Goodman. Okay. Yeah, I remember when um, you got the, got the job at Goodman, yeah. So, it was a few months. You know, I was unemployed, and but then, you know, I was in Denver for a couple months. And it was, um, it was... I had to come back because i you know yeah I think the, the, the catalyst that seems to be the uh that i seem to operate around is that i still had a lease
0: yeah you're really, you're really you're really thank god on yeah, the
2: lease i story. had to finish out
0: yeah yeah i mean you're really focused on the lease thing um it makes me happy that you rented the room you're in right now just for one night because if you were if you've accidentally rented it for like five nights you're just not gonna fucking leave
2: I, I Vegas guess I'm, until. Guess i'm a
0: local yeah, yes, I'm
1: stuck here. Gotta
0: you know get a driver's says. license. What the fuck? It's like, what the hell, man?
1: This says so much about you as a person. This shows how loyal you are and how committed you are to your word. You know, you signed a le that is your signature. That
2: means something. Yeah. Mostly I just don't want to pay any penalties. But that's Oh, true. so you're just cheap. I got okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh no i'm just broke most
1: of I the yeah. thing.
0: Yeah. so all right so because like, you know, we're running are running close to an hour i just want to okay. ask both of you so aside from almost blind optimism which i think is a requirement for making some sort of a, like a giant like in the middle of your it, it, it is arguable to say that we were all post middle age yeah. at this point um yeah. See, he looks. He, he. I'm not a millennial, but I'm not past middle age. You, you got to make a choice, fucker. You are either past middle age or you're a millennial. Make your choice,
1: right now. I, I'm gonna live a very long time. My middle age will come in my mid fifties. So you're a millennial. Done. Okay, choice has been made, cool. and now we're gonna live with it.
0: Episode one ninety nine. It has been codified. Mm-hmm. I love it. All right. No, but so beyond blind nope. optimism. And sort of, uh, uh, like, as David said, you've you you, there's, you know you've kind of worked it out so there are fewer ties. What does it take? Because when, and the reason I ask this question is, like, right now we're in this place, we've talked, David and I have talked about the great resignation, like, because of the pandemic, people have actually had to look at their lives. You know, you're sitting at home and go, what am I fucking doing with my eight hours a day? And is this worth the money they're giving me? And is this the life I want to live? And so there is really like the first time uh like in the country where workers have been saying you know what i don't want that job i'm leaving to go find my passion or whatever it happens to be what does it take to get to that point where you're just ready to just jump jump right off the fucking cliff and just uh and just make that choice and see what happens I, especially I... in your 40s and 50s
2: I think the main thing to me, I think the number one thing is a belief in yourself. I couldn't do this if I didn't believe in myself. I know, uh, you know, I know I'll figure it out. I know I'll make it work one way or another. I'm a capable person. I have a lot of different skills that I can use use to my advantage to use to support myself.
1: What are you feeling right now as you're 400 miles away from... 200 from the beginning.
0: just like 250 miles. Yeah. 250, uh, less. 200,
1: yeah. 230 miles. I think yeah, it is something like that.
2: Yeah. All right. So yeah. 230
1: miles away from the new beginning. What are you feeling? I mean, this is, this is the final leg. This is the last stretch.
2: Um, I'm excited. I almost, if, if it hadn't been for the fact that, you know, there were people here that I wanted to see, I would have gone straight to LA today. Okay. Um, Do you have a lease? Not yet.
1: But he will. He will have a lease.
2: How? What do you? What do you? Why would you? I rented this room for the day, though. So, so check we, out, yeah. check so out so his tomorrow is, Check out is at eleven. Up. <laughs> check out okay. his 11 lease is tomorrow. up
0: tomorrow at eleven o'clock, so he can move. I, on. So what happens
2: then? I what are you going to rent then? I don't know. Maybe a five dollar hooker. Yeah. It, where do I go? That was at the Wild, Wild Wild West. We were talking about yeah, yeah. the Wild Wild West, yeah. and I gave
0: him the idea of what a five dollar hooker was. And I was <laughs> like, "Wow!" He get very excited and really did want to visit the Wild Wild West. And I said, "Hey, you could use a butt plug, but they just fall right out of those layouts." Though,
2: I still, was, I still, I'm really no curious.
0: elasticity there.
2: Yeah, I'm just curious to find out what a grit job is. Like a, a grit job, a grit job. Yeah, it's uh.
1: Well, yeah, give it a go. You let me know what you yeah, think. Yeah,
0: yeah. Gotta knock it out. Gotta Extra knock gritty. it out, man. So, David, what's your answer? What does it take to, to, to just jump off the cliff?
1: Yeah, I, I I think that it's the it's an absurd amount of positivity. I mean, when I left for when I left Las Vegas for Chicago, I my thinking was I've got all this trajectory of you know, works kicking ass. I, I'm perfectly I'm comfortable with who I am, I'm happy, I'm I'm things are happening. Let's use that momentum you know, things are great. Let's go. You know, that, that was the, it was just, it was building off that inertia. So if I was sitting there going, Oh God, I don't know. Everything sucks, which I had felt like in Las Vegas before I didn't leave and I wouldn't have left. And yeah, I think that that's, that's a great answer. It's just, and I was just like, I don't have a job, but I will figure it out. And it took me a while to figure it out the economy took a shit. The relationship was fucked up. My it, the family was it, like, everything was weird. I didn't like really read the tea leaves or pay attention to the, the emotional forecast, you know, that I didn't look at the radar to see what was coming. Um, but eventually I figured it out. And now here I am. I've got a, I've got a house. I've got a good job. I've got friends. I've got family. It, it all works out but it has to begin with it's interesting getting you, up off your ass.
0: That, that of the three of us, I think we'd all agree I'm probably the biggest optimist just in general. Yes. Yeah. And you two answered very optimistically. And my answer is what does it take to do that is a stunted survival instinct and a thoughtless stupidity, but it still works out. So <laughs> that's what I think it takes. I think it takes, it's like, ah, I don't know what's there. But I don't give a shit enough about myself or anyone who loves me to give a fuck if I fail or not. I'm just going to fucking go do it. And it's just sort of thoughtless stupidity. But, you know, when it works out, it's because you didn't care. And you're just going to make it happen anyway.
1: But it's interesting, too, because that is a good point, that we are far less, Frank and I are far less optimistic than you are. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if Frank is more optimistic. I think he's more
0: optimistic than you.
1: Yeah, probably. But he can yeah, we. Although we'd, there there is an argument water. that perhaps
0: you're the most optimistic of all three of us because you actually procreated, right?
1: I didn't mean to do that though. Well, Total it doesn't accident. matter
0: if you meant to. That's that thoughtless stupidity. Yeah. Well, I mean sure. You put um, another life in this dwindling cinder of a planet.
1: All right, Debbie Downer. <laughs> <laughs> There's that, there's
2: that optimist. There yeah, he is that optimist we were
1: <laughs> oh, oh, But I think, you know, when you left, when you left your mom's house to come to Chicago, it was you'd like the end of the line is here. It was very clear. You're like, I don't know where I'm going, but this train but when is I landed. Done yeah, rolling. It, was, it was sort of like, so let's sort just of like go. A,
0: the Supreme Court's version of obscenity. I don't know how to describe it, but I can I know it when I see it. That and was exactly what thing... Chicago was. It was like obscenity, but in
1: a city. And I went, yep, I'm here. But then when you left Chicago, it had like, the... Was, I was done with burned. Chicago. It was kind of scorched earth.
0: Was, well, I like, no, I, it, it wasn't even scorched earth. It was like I was done with Chicago. I'd done everything I came to Chicago to do.
1: There and wasn't the anything so, else.
0: Yeah. I mean, the thing is, what I discovered was when it came to, like, industry, I was doing the same shit with the same people. And it wasn't that that was necessarily yeah. bad, but there was no new ground <laughs> for me to cover Um, I was going to do events and they were, they were probably going to be with people from goose Island or, uh, you know, Lagunitas or, you know, WBEZ or millennium, you know, it's like, Oh, I'm going to do a theater thing. I'm going to do a story thing. And it was really just, I'm doing all the same shit I've been doing for most of 30 years with most of the same people. (sighs) I'm kind of bored. I mean, you know, I'm kind of bored. I would like something a little more exciting, a little newer. Um, I was tired of the fucking winners. I mean, you know, and Dana was yeah. too. Yeah. Just like there's winners no point. There's yeah. no point. I mean, it's sort of like Chicago is is you know a, a Chicagoan is you know the diehard Chicagoan is the guy that says, "Yeah, you can't take this," and then fucking starts banging himself in the face with a hammer just to show you that he can. And it's like, yeah. what the fucking point is that? Why would I want to do another winter after thirty?
1: And then he uses that bloody hammer as his dibs marker. Yeah, as his dibs marker for his thing. Yeah. You know, and,
0: and 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 the thing about <laughs> or it. his Chicago, skull. Chicago or was kind of done with me as well. You know, most of the you know the the the. I don't think it was that I had dwindling friends. It's just that I'd burnt, plenty of bridges. Um, I'd kind of done. I I kind of was done with a lot of people myself. I was just yeah. like, yeah, I haven't got any more t- fucking time for this drama. And uh, Dana was kind of like, all right, let's figure something out. And it was like, all right, let's go to Vegas. And I have to say, and I think I've told you this story. I think I've both told you both this story. But one of the things that was really interesting, there are two things that I think is interesting about driving into Chicago was uh, because I drove just in, you know, I was going to take a couple of days because you guys saw me that last bug house and then we drank until, really, I don't even remember going home. You guys took me home as a drunken fucking sack of suet (laughs) And threw me on a fucking air mattress and then took a picture of me, so I didn't know what the fuck happened to. I was so plowed. Several and, pictures.
1: And the next day, you were day, so
2: plowed. It was. I, almost, yeah. I was as a Lord, man, I was yeah. too drunk. If that was your goal, though. You said, "I, I, I said, night, I'm going to get shit." I mean, that fazed. was the plan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you were talking. You were talking like Harry by the end of the night.
0: Oh, I'm <laughs> sure I was. I'm sure I was. And I kept thinking that you were this guy. I kept calling you a different name, Frank, because you were. Yeah, it was just like I didn't even know who you were, but. What I'm supposed to do, and to I was hung over. Never now, I
2: was this.
0: seriously <laughs> fucking hung over, and I still had to get out of Chicago. And I left at three o'clock in the afternoon the next day. How the fuck you did and, I
1: Do not know how you did And that. What
0: what kills me yeah. is I left at three o'clock the afternoon the next day. And my plan was to stop a couple places, get hotel rooms, just take my time. And instead, because I'm a stupid, thoughtlessly <laughs> stupid man with a stunted survival instinct. <clears throat> I decided to drive in one shot from Chicago to Vegas with two one hour road naps, just fall asleep on the road for an hour. So I was fucking exhausted. Now there are two things that I thought was interesting about that experience is that number one, once I hit New Mexico and I'd been on the road, what fucking 20 hours at this point, I mean, I was loopy, yeah. but as I drove into New Mexico, I started getting this real sense of nostalgia and you know, I lived in Arizona um, when I was a kid, like third grade to sixth grade, because my grandpa, when he finally retired, retired from oil rigging, um, after World War II, he took my grandma and they moved to fucking Arizona because he wanted to live in the goddamn desert. And he lived in the desert till he died. So we lived here for a little while. And so, uh, and so I, I, but I got this weird feeling about New Mexico. And so I called my mom and I went, mom, I to ask a weird question. She said, what? I said, how old was grandpa when he retired to the desert? And she said, I think he was 53. Well, I was 53. So there was this serendipity with the desert. So that was one of them that I thought was good. And then the second part was, as I'm going into Vegas, and now it's like 10.30 at night, pitch black. I've been driving through the fucking mountains, which I'm not used to doing, without lights, which I'm really not used to doing. And I'm fucking 36 hours into this trip, and I'm fucking loopy. But as I'm driving down, down the mountain into the valley, there's the Vegas skyline, you know that kind of thing, and I see, like a half mile in front of me, this car or truck, this and he's hauling a giant, like twenty five foot statue, golden statue of Buddha, with like red eyes, and I'm like, what the fuck is that? This giant Buddha? That's crazy. And then I kind of, I kind of justified it as like, well, wait a minute, okay, it is Vegas. So maybe it's like a Cirque du Soleil prop or it's a casino prop. Because they have big, weird shit like that, right? Like it's going to Tau or something. Yeah, yeah, it's like this huge fucking Buddha. Golden Buddha with the red eyes. And so I kind of speed up because I want to see exactly how big this fucking Golden Buddha is. And I mean, it's just huge. And I'm going, I'm getting closer and closer. And at some point, like when I'm about 50 feet from the fucking Golden Buddha, kind of morphs into just a u-haul it was just a u-haul with fucking brake lights and i was like what the fuck and that's yeah. when i realized if i don't get off the road i'm going to
2: die yeah. so the golden what Buddha point, huh at what point did you think it was me right the thing about it is right as I, right before it became a u-haul
0: i went frank <laughs> and then it turned into a u-haul and i was like Buddha, Frank, you all, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I have just enough of a survival instinct to pull off the goddamn road as soon as possible and pee. So that's what I did. Have so you had Golden any is road my... hallucinations, Frank? You ever have any Buddha, Buddha hallucinations
1: while you're going to like, LA? Have you had those yet, the road hallucinations? Because I, I no. had one in New Mexico where a back of a truck turned into a laughing clown. And like that, I kept, I was like, that's not, is that like a circus thing? What's...? So I kept getting closer to it. And then when I realized, oh, it's just the back of a truck, I need a nap. And I pulled yeah. off to the shoulder right there, put the seat back, and crashed out for six weeks. I, was, um, was. I
2: don't know. I think I was on the verge of of a hallucination in the, uh, on a, the about hour, 14 and a half of a 15-hour drive into Denver. I think I was on the verge of a hallucination when I drove into a snowstorm and hit an icy patch of highway, and my car started to spin, and I woke up surprisingly uh I was very much awake after that happened I got control of my car but I think uh I think it deprived me of that hallucination it very much um you scared me the out shit out of you <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah did yeah. this yeah. did
2: this just happen on this trip no 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 this was a few years ago I did a straight oh, through Jesus. drive to Denver at Christmas to go see my family and uh I was yeah I was just about to I, I, I'm pretty sure I was just about to have that golden buddha hallucination mm. and then
0: Stunted wow. the-
2: Survival and stupid <laughs> thoughtlessly stupid.
1: Okay. All right, Simeon cohort. Here's Don and David with the six things you should do for the week. My first thing to do this week is Norm McDonald. Just do Norm McDonald. Watch the movies, watch Old SNL, watch his bits on Conan and Letterman just just absorb as much, watch those old commercials he did for. Was it Safe Light Auto or yes. whatever the hell it was? Yeah. Just absorb as much Norm Macdonald as you can because the man was a fucking genius. Well, he's, he's not the
0: last comic that has I don't give a fuck what you think is a premise, but he's
1: certainly the most well-known. He's just... But he's got such a unique delivery that is... Sim- it's just... I, it, he's just... He's Norm... Ah, I just... I love love norm mcdonald well the best
0: the best thing i've ever seen him do and i've seen him do a lot of things but the best thing i've ever seen him do and i and the day he died i watched this is the roast of bob saget and okay. he basically gets <laughs> he basically gets a series of 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 like one-liner jokes out of like a fucking mother goose or a reader's digest book and just <laughs> roasts everybody with the least insulting insults ever <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they're just, it's, it's like, it's just terrible, terrible insults, but they're just like, like a child's insults. And yeah. he just, and he, and then what I love about it is it's an interminably long set. He does it forever yeah. and everybody is just amazed because they're not funny because they're sort of puns, but that's, what's funny, but that's, what's so fucking funny yeah. is he is so God, he would not. There wasn't a, you couldn't have gotten him off the stage until he got to that last card. He was going to fucking sure. do every, he had a bit. He had an idea. He was fucking going all the way. It was genius. Yeah. Yeah. Norm MacDonald. My first thing is I want you to watch on Hulu. All three of my things are from Hulu um, because I just subscribed to Hulu. And <laughs> yeah, you know, that's things I got it for free and then I realized, wow, Hulu's got a lot of good shit. Yeah. This is a documentary. It is called We Work. Or the making and breaking of a forty-seven billion dollar unicorn. Um, it's a documentary about basically this company run by uh, the best line about this, and it is—it's a really good story. Uh, but it's about the WeWork. Uh, I mean, you guys are familiar with this, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it was basically the rise. I'd recommend this,
1: this several months ago. Or yeah, but but again. what's really
0: amazing about it, and that's what it's so extraordinary about it, is because it was very cultish. One of the Forbes. Uh, Forbes writers that they had on the, on the you know, just as one of, like, the talking heads as a part of the documentary. It's the perfect line. He says, when you tell a 30-year-old man that he's Jesus Christ, he's probably going to believe you. Yep. And it's like, that is the fucking, me- that's the, that is it. That is, that is the absolute message of this documentary. It is fascinating. I still can't decide if this guy that founded WeWork was a criminal or... He was an idealist that then got enamored by so much fucking money he couldn't stop. I, think, I don't I think really it's the latter. Yeah, you know I don't really know, but it is it's a really yeah. really good documentary and very well
1: well worth your time. Frank, where do you think you would be now if somebody had told you at age thirty that you were Jesus? Do you think you'd still be in a Las
2: Vegas hotel, wondering what a grit job is? Uh, I, I think maybe I would. Probably not. I would probably be in the middle of nowhere, uh, with an entire group of my own followers. Certainly on the on the verge of like another Waco or something. Like you, you David, Koresh that shit. Yeah, yeah oh, and every yeah. single one of them would okay. have a butt plug in. Yeah. Oh man, it, it yeah, would be, yeah. You would not get caught without your butt plug in. Let's put it I that way.
1: That's probably the biggest problem, or the biggest variable in the Waco story. The FBI and the, the ATF, they weren't looking for guns. They didn't care about the religious aspect. They didn't care about the potential pedophilia, or the alleged pedophilia, rather. It was the butt plugs thereafter.
2: Because
1: mm-hmm. you know what FBI stands for? Fun butt inserts. My second thing, as it has been for the last several weeks, is watch What If on Disney+. Oh, so good. Uh, The latest episode, what if Killmonger saved Tony Stark? Ah, so good. It's so fucking good. It is good.
2: I didn't see that one yet.
1: It's been my, I think, my least favorite episode. But what I really, really loved about it is we got to see Michael B. Jordan as Killmonger again because... My, and Chadwick Bozeman as uh, T'Challa again. As Chadwick Boseman as T'Challa, but that's that keeps happening. Like I've had yeah. to say goodbye to him several times. Like three well, or four the different episodes is, now. Yeah, they keep, like, they keep bringing back T'Challa because, and like, he keeps right. dying. Like he keeps making these like statements about death. it's just it's very heartbreaking. Yes, it's, like, it's quite good. It's yeah. like only the writers of and the animators of What If knew that Chadwick Boseman was sick with cancer. You know, yeah, well, no, like, everybody
0: knew he was sick with cancer, but us.
1: No, nobody knew. Yeah. Oh, just the but everybody that worked
0: there, you couldn't you oh, know, yeah, not. Yeah. I mean, he couldn't go to work for Marvel and take the money if they didn't know he had cancer.
1: But I think I think Black Panther made a huge mistake, or Marvel, whatever, you do, the MCU, whatever, um, made a huge mistake in killing off Eric Killmonger. Michael B. Jordan is Eric Killmonger. Because Killmonger is, is in the comics, is Black Panther's Superman Lex Luthor. It's his, you know, that's the enemy. And there's so much story they could have built on that, the way they've done with Loki and Thor and the way the X-Men did with Magneto, how they didn't just kill off the bad guy of the week. Multiverse. They can just keep bringing back people infinitely. Yeah, you're right. That's a good point. And I would love to see more of that too because he's such a great actor and is such a great character. And so that was, uh, yeah, what if.
0: All right. My second thing is on Hulu, four-part documentary series about a company that rose, became incredibly corrupt, pyramid scheme and fell it's called Lula rich and it is about the founders of the Mormon founders of Lula row, which I didn't know anything, but, but like it, they sell, it's an MLM, it's a multi-level marketing pyramid scheme that sell yeah. that sells, um, skirts for heavier ladies and, uh, and, uh, and leggings. And they're the most obnoxious, awful-looking, fucking brightly-colored, bullshit-pattern shit. But they created a phenomenon. They had at one point, I think it was like 80,000 people that were selling this shit out of their homes. And it was a pyramid scheme. And they didn't realize it was a pyramid scheme. The funniest thing about this story is they're Mormons, and they have 11 fucking grown children. By the time they start this business, they have 11 children and all their sons and daughters-in-laws. And instead of we have a, a company that is growing out of control, let's hire some people that know how to run a fucking billion-dollar company. What we're going to do is we're just going to hire our fucking kids. Keep like, it in the
1: family, man. The
0: qualifications yeah. for like the guy that was running HR and had all the compensation packages that he had to deal with, you know what his qualification was? He was real good at Excel. That sure. was his qual I mean this was this it's was guaranteed to, have, to be H. a Chi. fucking failure. Again, watching these but there was this definite cultish thing, this this cult mentality, this sort of buy-in that was just like, What do you why did you buy in? And to me, the We Work and the Lula Rich documentaries kind of are underscoring something that I can't quite put my finger on, but I'm starting to understand it a little bit better. It's like why would anybody believe that a parasite medication that's usually used for horses would mm-hmm. would cure COVID. And Who's why would people? And, horses? Well, I mean, it, no, it, actually, it is FDA approved to be used on human beings for parasites. It's That's the thing is they're not taking horse tranquilizer. They're not taking a horse pill. It is the FDA approved it for human use. So it's not like, but it is effectively like saying, I have COVID. I'm going to take some
1: aspirin. No, that doesn't help. That's pointless. What are you fucking well, doing? last one would be better. It'd be more like, I have COVID. I'm going to get an ace bandage and wrap it around my throat. Yeah, I, mean, I know. It
0: just makes no sense. So, but, yeah. but, but watching these two documentaries gives me an idea of why there are flat earthers, why there are people that deny evolution, why there are people that believe that 9-11 was a hoax, why there are people that argue vehemently that we never landed on the moon, is that there is this hunger and need to belong to a movement that perhaps makes you just feel like you're a part of something bigger than yourself, something. But I highly yeah.
1: recommend you watch Lula Rich, four parts yeah. on Hulu. I do want to say, because you brought him up, um, to quote, this is about the moon landing, you know, we didn't land on the moon, That to quote the great uh, civil, civil rights leader, Markham X, we didn't land on the moon, the moon landed on us. There's your proof. That- did you say Markham X? Markham X. You say okay. You heard the same thing I did. You didn't say Malcolm.
0: You said Markham X. The Why great say- civil
1: rights leader. Leader Markham, oh. Markham, Markham X. Markham X. Why would I say Malcolm? Because that's his name. Uh, pretty sure his name is Markham X. Like Markham. What? What's his name? Just, I don't know. Markham is X. Markham X. That's- Markham X. It's a, it's a made up name. You guys not know history at all? You guys are idiots. All That's right. The best. What's your third thing? Uh, my third thing is: Do you know a big boned, large woman um, in your life? She probably wears Lulu Row. Does she need skirts and leggings? Yes. As Christmas approaches, the holidays are approaching. Consider buying her some Lulu Rich. You can contact me directly. Um, I also encourage you not just to buy <laughs> gifts for your friends and family, but consider being a salesperson of Lulu Rich. Uh, because you too can be rich and healthy and full uh, healthy wealthy and healthy too, because money buys you health. Health. Thank you. Well, you know that. Me. You can. You could also own a home in Old Irving Park and have a wife and kid. Just shoot me an email at david.himmel at lulu rich give me your money dot org. Wait, let me.
2: Where's my pen? Hang on.
1: Yeah
0: yeah it was show different.
1: notes it'll be in mean show notes
0: all right well, why would that be thing. legit my third thing and i actually had a i had a different third thing but before we got on the call i was kind of looking through hulu because apparently that's what i do right jesus now. jesus
1: christ are you paying for hulu or is hulu paying for you what is going on here i feel like this is markham is x this, said you're either paying episode? for oh, hulu but hulu's paying for you um mm. no. yeah another so many great quotes from markham yeah, but this
0: is uh I, I caught this and there's only two episodes that's dropped, but I watched both of them. They're not they're only like thirty minutes long. It is BJ you know who BJ Novak is, right?
1: Yes. He, he was in the uh, office. He has a new office, series yeah.
0: on Hulu called The Premise. What's
2: and the premise? It,
0: well that's that's what's so funny about it. I, so the first the first episode is called mm. Social Justice Sex Tape. <laughs> okay. And the premise, and then basically, it's he's coming up with premises, and 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 he's got different cast. It's anthology, so it's sort of like Black Mirror or Twilight Zone, but it's with Mm -hmm. and this. It's the fucking funniest thing. I love the premise, which is, black kid gets uh, arrested for assaulting a police officer. Says no, the police officer tripped and broke his arm. I never touched him, but they don't believe him because the cops say no, black man attacked me, until the civil rights attorneys get a not safe for work sex tape from a wannabe ally a white guy who was making a sex tape with his girlfriend and out the window like he's fucking his girlfriend <laughs> out the window you get to see the officer fall and not be attacked and they go to court and have to show the video and instead of them attacking the black man on it they basically attack the guy, the white guy, and he's trying to be a good ally, but his yeah. whole life is being destroyed so that he can save this black man's life. And it, and one, of my, <laughs> one of my favorite moments is the prosecutor says this can't be a real video because he's a 29-year-old man, but look at his testicle sack. That is a much older testicle sack than 29 <laughs> years old, and one of the balls is much larger than the other one. So they bring... His doctor in, and his doctor <laughs> says, No, those are his testicles. Trust me, you'd never forget testicles like that. Oh I mean, his life, it is the fucking greatest. It's so funny. I thought I was going to shit. And then I immediately like watched the next, now kind of yeah, the next one. Yeah, the next one is with John Bernthal called A Moment of Silence. And it's not fucking funny at all. Mm. It is fucking brutal and horrifying and wonderful. So it's, I, I just based on the two episodes I saw. I can't wait to see the third one, and I recommend you watch the premise
1: on Hulu by BJ Novak. Well, Frank, be sure to do that when you finally get a lease, you irresponsible son of a bitch. <laughs> I know. And then get your streaming platforms in order. I will. Um, well, thank ex- you, Frank. I'm do excited you
2: for your adventure, man. I'm... Do you not want my three things?
1: Oh, you've got three, you things? Have you three things? You
2: said you didn't. I said I would get to them after you guys did yours oh oh
0: okay. yeah let's hear it What, <laughs> what are your three things is the longest fucking episode ever but i'm all yeah, right well
2: uh my my three things you put me uh you reminded me of hulu the uh new season of um brooklyn 99 is out now uh i just think that show is great it's you Speaking know it's of a little BJ novak it's uh andy samberg and terry cruz and Same other people i can't remember their names but uh it's such a good show um i wouldn't say it's uh groundbreaking or anything but it's it's just fun to watch
0: it's funny okay i've never watched it so i will take you in again week,
2: yeah it's good it's a good episode. show it's i got hulu. hulu you know that yeah uh yes
1: don we all know you have hulu we all know this episode is oh.
2: sponsored by hulu <laughs> listen to the podcast uh 99 invisible i just um i started revisiting it again on this road trip and i just it just reminds me how much I like it. It's basically, it's basically, um, talks about the world design, but it's kind of centered around the stuff, everyday stuff that you don't really see, you know, the, the, Have the, you the to Katie the about around this? us. No, I think she would. I, I mean,
1: I, I don't, I, I haven't listened to it. And I know nothing about it other than what you just said, but it's a good podcast. This sounds really like something that she would love. So I, why don't you recommend that to her?
2: Okay.
1: Instead I of me. She won't if I'm like, hey, you should check out this podcast, she so will good. not listen to it. But if so Frank good. sends her a text and says, Hey Katie, I think you'll like this, she'd be like, Oh cool, great. I'll give it a listen. You should
2: listen to this. Yeah. Um and I will my, yeah. My my third thing is not uh it's not a media based recommendation, it's a it's a personal recommendation, and that is uh reach out to somebody you maybe haven't talked to in a while, somebody that you uh, somebody that you consider a good friend, somebody you're close to, but maybe have lost touch with. Uh, that has happened to me now a couple of times on this, on this journey. And it's been so nice to reconnect um, with some people that I hadn't, one person in particular who uh, that I hadn't really talked to in a while. And he actually helped me get this job. Uh, he's somebody I used to work with at the, the company where I'll be working now. It's a company I used to work for. Mm-hmm. And I'm going back now. Um, but I stayed at his house for nine days, and it was it was so nice to rekindle that friendship. And um, it meant it had meant a lot to me.
0: You can listen to the literate ape cast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or any place you find your podcast Jones. If you enjoy listening to Two White Guys Holding Court,
1: review or share the show on your own platforms, or throw us a few bucks on Patreon. For more information about Literate Ape, go to literateape.com and check out the rest of our podcasts, all of our writing, and our events. Music on the Apecast is courtesy of Mike Vinopal and Local Motive. You can find them all over Chicago and online at locomotiveband.com.